Hello, this is Mary Lindo. I am so pleased that you are joining me for this week's teaching podcast. This podcast is prayerfully created each week with the intention of giving you a time of resting in the Lord and for allowing Him to speak into your life through three to five minute messages and prophetic impressions and insights. Each message is meant to assist you in cultivating your love for the Word of God, combined with the power of His Holy Spirit, confirming His words over your life. Gather your Bible and a cup of coffee or tea, and take a few minutes each week to sit back and allow the peace of God to wash over you as you enjoy soft background music that inspires a restful time of worship and tender moments with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And now, let's begin this week's podcast. Hello, beloved child of God. Today's podcast is titled, The Transformation from Fragile to Fervent. I know that if you ask the true, heart-determined believers in Christ today just what it is that they need now more than ever, it would be totally answered by the very raw words, I am in need to have full clarity of mind and a fearless trust in the knowledge of just how much God loves me. We are in, at this time, one hot refiner's fire. People are winding up in anger and disbelief and frustration over this unfair season the Bride of Christ is in. They're saying it just isn't fair. Why, we've been so good. We've laid down everything. Why, oh, why are we being singled out? In Psalm 69.3, it says, I am weary with my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes fail while I wait for my God. I am weary with my sighing, and every night I make my bed swim. I dissolve my couch with tears. Psalm 6-6 Does this sound like you right now? You know, everyone is going to be tested sometime. And the strongest impression I have received from the Father about the condition of His bride is this. When things are going fabulously for her, when all of heaven is blessing, she wants to keep it that way. If she is not in a place of great humility and thankfulness for what the Lord is doing, the bride tends to assume that it's all about time folks knew just how long I've been waiting for them to see just how great this church or ministry or intellectual skill or whatever I've been so blessed with is. Then comes the attitude that we have to keep it allotted to only a few real winners like ourselves. And folks become exclusive and look for only high rollers to run with. And then again comes the test. Persecution comes, mudslinging, attacks on personal integrity, character assassination, and again the fiery trial of our souls. You know, to remove impurities, God uses a very hot oven. These trials, as if by fire, are only to test our faith, to show that it is strong and pure. 
It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold, and our faith is far more precious to God than mere gold. So if your faith remains strong after being tried by fiery trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. That's 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 7. So how are you doing? You see, the Lord is working the bride over time right now to deal with selfish ambition, personal comfort, and any other areas of personal agenda or presumption. Yes, presumption. We as Christians have often presumed that because we are Christians, we should never experience severe sorrow or grief or loss or devastation. This fairy tale stems from a huge level of denial and total self-focus. It is also a very Western culture mindset. A dear friend of mine who went to China and who was visiting a Chinese underground church group had a reality check that shook her to the core of her faith. She thought that she was coming to this group to help and bless them. When they asked her what could they pray for the church in America about in order to bless them, she was flummoxed. Her reply was, well, we came to see how we might help you. How can we pray for you? And the response back was, pray that we would not be fearful or silent about the gospel of Jesus we share when the authorities beat us or imprison us. Pray that we remain strong enough physically to endure the persecution we receive and not fear what man may do to us. This was sobering indeed. When others around us are going through loss, trauma, or heartbreaking circumstances, sadly, many believers turn away in disgust or even more disturbing, display an arrogant attitude of thinking they are more blessed by God because their lives are not so complex or shattered as those around them who must have done something wrong to bring these things upon themselves. Regrettably, some of the pain some saints are experiencing is due to the disobedience of those in the body of Christ around them. They resist the hand of God and react against others in retaliation toward God bringing correction or exposure to their secret lifestyle of personal gain or a need for power. We are not alone. In Hebrews 12.3 it says, For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you may not grow weary and lose heart. Admit it. It is hard to not lose heart right now. The world is in a tailspin and lukewarm Christians are showing their true colors. It's time to deal with this because it's not going to go away. You know, agony is more severe when it is enhanced by betrayal. Jesus went through it, Stephen went through it, and so did hundreds of others. And it hurts and disillusions and causes us to be so very, very weary. Luke 21:16 says, You will be delivered up and betrayed, even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends, and some of you, they will put to death. So, what am I trying to get at here in this message? I believe that the transformation from fragile to fervent is coming. When, you may ask, 
Well, in Philippians 3, 10 through 14, I gain my confidence in, in declaring this. It says that for my determined purpose is that I may know Him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with Him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of His person more strongly and more clearly, and that I may, in that same way, come to know the power outflowing from His resurrection, which it exerts over believers, and that I may so share His sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into His likeness, even to His death, in the hope that, if possible, I might attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead even while in the body. Not that I have now attained this ideal or have already been made perfect, but I am pressing on to lay hold of or grasp and make my own that for which Jesus Christ has laid hold of me and made me his own. I do not consider, my brothers and sisters, that I have captured and made it mine own yet. But one thing I do, it is my one aspiration, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I am going to press on toward the goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward. That's Philippians 3, 10 through 14. Here are a few things I believe the Lord would require of us in order for us to transform from fragile into that place of fervent. Number one, to gain strength, we must relinquish our power or control over what we think of others. We will be judged by the way we judge others when they struggle. Pious and lofty lectures are not the kingdom language of healing and restoration. Loving kindness and mercy reveal the heart of godly maturity in a believer when dealing with the sorrow and anguish of others. Like one who takes away a garment on a cold day or like vinegar poured on soda is one who sings songs to a heavy heart. Proverbs 25:20. Number two, let's reach out in kindness to those who are under fire. Encourage them to stand. Encourage them to seek the Lord. Bless them and don't talk about them when they struggle. Isaiah 54:3 says, the Lord has given me the tongue of disciples, that I may know how to sustain the weary one with a word. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to listen as a disciple. Number three, let's get still and stop organizing, planning, and pushing ahead into oblivion. God really does have a plan. Isaiah 40, 30-31 says, Though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, Yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. Though youths grow weary and tired, and vigorous young men stumble badly, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become cynical. And last four, trust for a moment. It's all about trusting God in the end. Oh, yes, it is. Will He really refresh us in this time of struggle? 
I know we ask that when we cannot see. But his loving word says so in Jeremiah 31, 25. It says, For I satisfy the weary ones and refresh everyone who languishes. The Lord is producing endurance whether we like it or not. James 1.12 says, Blessed is a man who perseveres under trial. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those that love him. The Father is urging us to run to him. He is there, even in the fog of struggle, loss, anxiety, and also in seeming success. He wants us to be desperate for him and rely wholly on his voice to make all of our decisions based on his plan for the whole earth. Seek him, lean into his voice, and let us elevate grace and mercy. And lower your own opinion of yourself and your abilities to lecture others into healing or restoration. Walk soberly if you are living in abundance at this time on any level. Keep the vigil of prayer you are keeping for others well lit by the reflecting memories of past times when you yourself needed the merciful hand of God to lift you from agony and redeem your life from the pit. Let us be so devoted to the one who lavished and spilled out all he had that we might repeat his actions and in so doing bring his glory to its fullest measure and depth. His mercy endures forever. Then will the lame leap like a deer, and the mute tongue will finally shout for joy. Water will gush forth from the wilderness, and streams will be formed in the desert. Isaiah 35, 6. I want to encourage you to spend some time here meditating upon what the Lord has spoken to you. These podcasts are not just for flippant listening. They are to stir your soul to repentance, to growth, to maturity. Thank you again for taking the time to listen, and I'm encouraging you today to obey the Spirit promptly.